This is Nug, and I fucks with the Hip Hop Digest show. Peace, 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 peace. It is abundantly clear that social media addiction is a serious problem, and it's not that surprising. Some of the smartest minds are working at top tech companies, purposely designing products to grab your attention and keep you on their platform. After all, that translates to more revenue. According to the literature, you may be addicted to social media if any of the following apply to you. You are preoccupied by social media. You use it to reduce negative feelings. You gradually use it more and more in order to get the same pleasure from it, which is essentially building tolerance. You suffer distress if you're prohibited from using social media, or you sacrifice other obligations or cause harm to other areas of life because of your social media use. It's okay. You're not alone. 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 Welcome to the Hip Hop Digest Show with your man, DJ King Killer. Don't forget about your boy, Kurt G. Is he green? What's up, man? What's goody? All right. Uh, we got a few topics this week. Uh, happy Black History Month. Happy, happy Black History Month. We rounding it out. Yes, <laughs> right about now. History Month. You know what I'm saying? No doubt. Anyway, before we get started, I got a, uh, there's a very quick story on revisionist history, or at least the perception of revisionist history. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. So I'm driving to work or whatever. Egri sends me a link or whatever, and it's, the, it's some 1987 a huge gospel show at the Capitol oh, yeah. Center in Landover, yeah. Maryland. For those of you who were in the DMV at that time, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Huge, huge, huge event. I remember the event, no problem. But anyway, as I turn and I turn the Joan on and I'm listening to it in the whip, and actually the clip is pretty long. Wait, wait, you talk, it was Go Go. Yeah, it was right? Go Go. Yeah, the Go Go show. Landover, that's Go Go Central. Nigga. Right. Anyway, <laughs> but the '87 Capital Center Go Go show. But anyway, I'm listening to the clip almost the whole way to work, and I'm just like, and I hit Egri back. I'm like, damn, it don't sound bad to me now. <laughs> In '87, I was dissing trash cans, nigga. <laughs> I mean, I was dissing heavy. Now, you tell one song from the other, could you? To, to be fair, there's was Gogo records I like, individual records, Arcade Funk, Let's Get Small, of that ilk. But I didn't like generally the live from one record to the next record to the next record. I was dissing. But now, it's 2024. I'm thinking, and I hit Egri. I was like, damn, I'm, I think I want to do revisionist history. How <laughs> yeah. does that happen? <laughs> it, it happens because you actually learn to appreciate the music. Uh-huh. It's not like it's a, a form of music where you never learn to appreciate it. It's not like, damn, this shit done got worse. It's some bullshit. Right. You shut it down early and left it there. Except for the ones that you like that you obviously mentioned. Well, yeah, I'm just saying, I mean, I don't want to, uh, I know we be getting on from folks all the time for revisionist history, and I'm just coming clean to like, man, that Capital Center show, I probably could sit down and either watch or listen to that entire thing. And at that time, 87, they had probably every go-go band in that area on that bill. In the area. But but you know what, though, B? I'm going to give you a little piece of a pass, and you can take it how you need. Okay. All right. It, it's not so much revisionist history, which, you know, there's part of that. But I, I bet you, if you if you think about it, after I say it, you would agree that it's more nostalgia because we were there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, and that's probably part of it, too, because I remember um, I didn't go to the actual uh, concert itself, but we were here in that area mm-hmm. at that time and how big Gogo is and actually that was probably Gogo's apex because oh, it is yeah. nowhere near even though Gogo was still strong here but not the way it was in like 87 88 cuz that know. was it there was there was no no hip hop coming out of DC like that no DC Scorpio was the closest right right and hell, yeah, and that wasn't until what eighty nine, right? DC Scorpio, yeah. and then what Black Indian later, and the other niggas. But yeah, it was like yeah. it was, it wasn't that 
the, the music of this area. It, it was right. It was go go. That was their music, just like Baltimore's yep. club. That was their music. Yep. Still their music. <laughs> All right. So I just wanted. To, yeah, I just wanted to get that in there. Or whatever. Just, I had uh, to share it. B. Oh yeah, that's that was fly. I just wanted to get that in to see if I'm turning into a revisionist history guy. A little bit. A little okay. Bit. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That's what's up. All right. First topic on the hip hop digest is <clears throat> Killer Mike sweeps the Grammys. And uh, we didn't really get a chance to talk about that. Now, I don't know who the brother was, got on the text chain. And he was like, nobody, did anybody mention Killer Mike for album in a year, this, that, and the third. This is pre-Grammy. This is text chain. This is the beautiful thing about the text chain. Folks is up on it. I did listen to that Killer Mike LP. And I said this, and I'll repeat what I said. Sonically, it wasn't accessible to me. Now, I think the album was an Atlanta album sonically through and through you know um and shout to mike lyrically mike is always going to bring you the food so i didn't have any problems with that but sonically it wasn't my cup of tea that being said it's interesting as he is getting the grammys and sweeping all the rap grammys and in that situation we can get on the arrest if you want to. I'm not really concerned about that. But what I will look at is the back and forth, the young streamers, as they're called, being outraged. Him winning over Travis Scott, Drake, 21 Savage, a lot of these, a lot of these nuts out here, you know, and there was other podcasts who made the point, you know, that this is hip hop. This is lyrics. This isn't about your your personal stream or your personal set. I, I don't want to get into that. But a number one, what do we think about uh, Mike winning that? And I also said I thought that he accomplished his goal in the fact that he was aiming for that audience, that commercial acceptable it's probably some of the reasons why he had the beats he had you know what i'm saying because he's aiming at that audience and that audience was was not up they were not happy about that young bowls was not happy about mike's win they're not happy because he won over their heroes that's the reason why the first reason why they're they're not happy because he beat their heroes out the people and he's 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 a damn near old man Oh, he is an old man. Be not damn near. <laughs> well, he's, Mike, not our, he's not our age. No, no, but he's younger he's than us. Though. Yeah, but he, but he's, he's damn sure he's, he's knocking on the door of our age. So yeah, he's. I guess you can say yeah, he's an old man. He's a dinosaur, and he shouldn't be winning these awards because these awards is for young people, and they're 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 lame. And why is he in our lane anyway? That he shouldn't even be. He should be getting a, uh, a award for the old rap nigga award. Not some young rap nigga award. You know what I mean? He shouldn't be in that category. He should be in the contemporary hip hop award shit. Mm, man. So they're they're upset about it for that for that reason. But for me, I thought Mike winning it wasn't wasn't an issue for me as far as him winning it. But it was like me and my suspicious mind, like why did they let Mike win all these damn awards? What what are they trying to change here? Are they are they getting ready to shift shit to a different direction? Because I'm like Mike of all people. Not that his album was terrible, but he's in there and over top of all those people that he won over. It's like, wow, Mike won. I gotta, I gotta say, I'm, I, you know, I'm not a conspiracy theorist, but I thought it was such a lyrical deficit, and that uh, other folks was like almost saying, like, damn, for the almost like for the first time, something somebody actually sit down and listen to lyrics. And I mean this, Mike is a better MC than any of them other nominees. He is, but I guarantee. I mean, I guarantee I didn't, they did not care about no fucking lyrics when they voted Mike in. Wow, I, I don't know because the because the sonic landscape around that was similar to them. It couldn't have been because they thought the production was super nicer than Drake or Twenty One Savage. It couldn't have been that. That's that's why I'm like, why? You're saying it because it was he had something to say. So if that if you're right, then that means the next year's Grammy winner will be have to have something to say as far as hip hop. 
If you ain't saying shit, you shouldn't win. Uh, Look, trust me, the Grammy Academy, whoever they may be, don't know nothing about hip hop. They don't. So I don't know why Mike won. I think it's a big deal that he won. Yes. Just given the fact that to me, it comes down to, well, who was the better MC? I mean, for goodness (laughs) sake. That doesn't. Equate for, to for goodness, show for wins. goodness, they don't give a fuck about it. <laughs> well, no, I'm just so saying, many niggas that have lyrics in the past. For goodness sake, even get nominated. For goodness sake, Bodak took that trophy home a few years prior. Well, you know what I mean, Steve, <laughs> what are you I'm, saying? Let me just say this, yo. I think as much of a fan as I am of Killer Mike and Run the Jewels, as much as a fan I as I am, I think he had a great team. To get his music in front of the people in that academy that he needed to get it to. There you go. And 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 that will either, you know, depending on again your team and what they present. Uh, I think you got a good chance of winning. And I think that he, when you when you're asking like how do lyrics win? It, it ain't about lyrics. It's about your team and your 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 people that do their work to make sure that you are seen heard and all that kind of shit ah so somebody was, was smooching behind the doors for in, in his favor so it was they have jobs for all, all of these folks have jobs for that so, which is so, why your girl bodak won right she had so the had, right team he had he had some lobbyists in there talking up talking him up so that's the answer it was more of a politic it's more of a lobbying event that, that's my feelings on it, and it's just my feelings. So. And that's probably, that's probably the answer. More, that's probably more right than anything. Because as I examine that from my emotional standpoint, I'm like, it can't be the beats. And then I'm still in my emotional thing. Then I'm thinking, well, damn, Mike is clearly a better MC. Okay, that's easy. But then y'all niggas saying, uh, don't, the, hey, the Grammy committee don't listen to no damn lyrics. They never and then, have. And then, then here comes Swerve with the clarity, you know? You got a lobby, you know, firm lobbying event going on with the Grammy committee favors. Shout to the late, yes, shout to the late DMX favor for favor, you know, that type of thing. But that's not to disparage Killer Mike or anybody else. It's definitely not. No, it's not to disparage him. But what I found funny is this nigga who I'm about to mention his name, Mr. Graham. I'm going to call him. By Mr. Graham, yeah, we know Sound, what about. sounds like us dinosaurs when he's talking about the Grammys and shit. That's what I found funny because mm. he's talking about they they don't they don't speak for us, <laughs> but mm. they that don't mean that they're what they're talking about means he sounds exactly like us, B. When Ooh. he's talking about how the Grammys, do you sound like sh- us or do you sound like a goddamn spoiled? No, he hat. sounds like us, B. But he's not us. But he's not coming from our. From our mindset when he's saying it, of course he's coming from his spoiled, ass over, over, over rich ass, right? And so used to having his way and getting every damn thing. So he's coming from that standpoint, but he sounds like us when he's what he's saying out of his mouth. As far as the Grammys don't really mean nothing, they're not so a part y'all of the are culture. Murdering, y'all are murdering the messenger <laughs> right now, mm. just so you know. But was the message correct? Yes. Okay. So it just came from probably a person that you don't want it to come from, but it is a person who is at such a high level, uh, quote unquote, that for them to say that is substantial. No? Yes, it is. And I'm, I, I was laughing it funny that the nigga sounds like us. Like, <laughs> wow, really? He sounds like us. <laughs> Be. <clears throat> it's funny in the terms of hip hop. I remember when. Uh, Way back in the days, and again, this is, I, I don't know if it's a poor analogy, Metallica lost the Grammy to uh, a 60s rock flute nigga, right? And, and it was for the heavy metal category, and it shows how disengaged the really voting public was in that. Now, Metallica was pissed because they're like, damn, yo, we're in the heyday. We are, this is, we, Metallica, we are metal. And Metallica may have been right in that aspect, but in this aspect of it, I still think hip hop is still lost. It's hip hop still coming up a loser. You got you you saying your boy Blackface up there talking about he what he's saying is right only because he's a, he's a spoiled asshat. <laughs> <laughs> Not because he just really or any of them twenty one savage any of them non rapping niggas. 
So what do you think? The, the, okay. I'm just saying. What, no, 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 no. Mike. The people, no, kill it. The people who the message was directed to, do you expect them to think like you? No, they're, they're, that's why I put it on an emotional level. Their emotions are going to be exactly where I am. How the fuck is this, this motherfucker winning over 21 Savage and Drake or whoever the hell else was nominated? You know what I mean? They, they're emotionally like, 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 they're like, what? How, how, what? And I'm just saying on a hip hop level, Mike is just a better MC. And he won. I didn't like his music. I didn't. But he won. But he did. Right. Significantly. Oh, it wasn't as far as Grammys go over that other stuff. All right. It, it, they can't say he got lucky. They can't say it was a fluke. When, when he did what it happened, you see yeah. it happen. Like, damn, this nigga walked away with three of them. Yep. Like, wow. So let's get out of this. Does hip hop win or lose with Mike winning? I don't. I, I don't. Stagnant. I think. I think it's just same old, same old, same old. Okay. I yeah. think I, that's why I was like, why did, why did, why Mike out of all of them, why Mike is is because he was the anti all of them niggas, or is it because they they got a they got a change they're trying to make? Next Either year will show. Right, right. Next year will show what it is. Are they are they going to go ahead and and fold? Because right. niggas like Drake keep saying shit, and because a nigga like Jay Z said something, are they going to fold? Because right. of what these niggas said, and they said, you know what, fuck it, give wifey every award from now on, so that way nobody has nothing to say. Mm. We'll see next King Killer. The, the fruit will start to bear next year. Oh boy, I don't know. Or not? Yeah, I was gonna say, I don't know. This is gonna be a bad harvest. He says a bad harvest. <laughs> All right, next topic on the Hip Hop Digest is what do I got here? As we're in the middle right now, Black History Month. Um, this is as most as the TMZ is that we're going to get uh, African-American celebrities look like they're eating themselves, just going crazy, rapid fire everywhere, whatever. You got reputations obviously ruined for obvious reasons. You know, Brother Jake's and Combs and and then, of course, you know, the specter of Shannon Sharp and what he's doing. Uh, a number one is Shannon Sharp, the new Vlad, or is he on some different shit? Um, that's one of the questions I got to ask. Uh, you know what I mean? And, and it ain't just him. I mean, it's everybody, man. I done, I done flipped through a lot of different podcasts with a lot of different cats. And it's really, as I guess it has to be, celebrity driven. And all these African American celebrities are firing at each other. So I, I'm not talking about any particular situation, Monique or Cat Williams. I'm just saying in general, here we are, you know, just the little bit of time we do get to celebrate us, at least our history, but boy, we're sniping at each other heavily. Kurgi, I'm, I'm not trying to I'm trying to understand that. Well be I'm gonna go ahead and, and go here with it. Like uh, they say, what's done in the in the dark will come to the light. Mm. A lot of this shit's starting to come to the light. It's been being done. A lot of niggas have complained, either in silent, in little groups amongst themselves. They complain. Some people put it out there in the open and complain, but most of the time they were just swept under the rug. No matter if they was out in the open or put up inside of a little group or whatever so I'm thinking now because niggas are open now their minds are a little more open to to a different point of view and seeing things a different way and being anti-establishment more so now I think so when somebody like Cat Williams talks and said stuff most of the time people would have been like eh, that nigga he tripping he, he hating he hating he hating that's what that's what the normal used to be that nigga hating he hating on Steve Harvey he hating on them he hate, he mad cause he ain't them. But now niggas listened to what he had to say and went and said, damn, is he telling the truth? I mean, we never know if he actually is telling the truth, but this, his point of view from where I'm hearing, from what I'm hearing now that this nigga, niggas is actually listening to him and, and believing what he's saying. So, and when a nigga, somebody like Monique comes right behind him and starts saying pretty much the same shit that he's saying, but talking about different people and some of the same people, it's like, damn, were these people that we made 
that we built temples to, as you were talking about last week. Mm. These these Oprahs mm. and these people that we built temples to mm. and made them our 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 heroes and made them the, the guardians of the black culture. Are they were they really that foul behind closed doors mm. and we didn't see it? And now that these guys are putting them out there in the open and showing you that these guys were really foul, and people now believing that they're foul. Not so much hearing it and not believing it, think somebody's hating on Oprah. Now they're hearing shit about Oprah and believing that, damn, she was probably foul. Mm. Swerve, you got some clarity on that? Yeah, I'm going to be a, a Kurt G for this segment <laughs> and, and, and slide that curtain to the side and uh, tell you this is what I think. We have a big ass election coming up this year. <laughs> and we worried about some goddamn comedians, actors, entertainers, or whatever the fuck that deal with the same shit that we deal with on a regular level. Is it right or wrong? I don't know. But how important. Everybody already has their opinion of Steve Harvey, right? Everybody has their opinion of Monique. Oprah and then every other person involved in all this shit. But what is that going to do to make a better life for you? Well, you're going deep. I, they, I'm sorry, but I have to because, you're, you're, as, as mentioned, it's Black History Month. True. And we're watching celebrities. We're watching Shannon Sharp talk about he wants to fight Mike. Yeah. Day Day. Yeah. Yeah. We're talking about shit like that when we have a major fucking election coming up. We're talking about this country possibly being at war. We're talking about all kind of nonsense when we got real shit is going to affect your life. Not whether or not Cat Williams gets a big payday from whoever or wherever. Not whether however many advertisers are on Shannon Sharp's back now because he's turned into the new Wendy Williams or whatever. Who cares about that shit at the end of the day, B? Mm. Well, B, like I said, you're getting way, way too deep on it because you know that that's always been the way. Even yeah. in, in, in past years, it doesn't matter. People always get distracted. I always call this type of shit distractions. Mm, yes, sir. People always get distracted and the distraction is way more prettier and way more entertaining to talk about than to talk mm-hmm. about Trump and this is election and how the country's going to hell or not even Trump, no, no, but just some local shit local local regular election it doesn't matter all that yeah. shit means absolutely nothing because that's not the pretty shit the pretty shit is talking about what cat williams is talking about what monique's talking about talking about club shay shay and all this shit this is what black people want to want to be entertained yeah. by and what they want to talk yeah. about this is this is always the distraction that's always what we get entertained by always what we decide to go towards so anyway. yeah so so that being said that's why i, I was going to talk about that but more of a global because i wasn't getting into the individual cat fights that are but i right. guess ultimately to me i kind of look at that and to me this is the same form of you know is that black misery sells yep black misery sells and the fact that, you know, you got one at, you know, you got the top 10 African-American comedians, you know, look like they're in a cage match against each other. You yep. know what I'm saying? You got reputations out there, whether it's Brother Jake's Harpo, you know what I mean? Out there, you know, reputations sullied other actors. I mean, it's crazy. Black misery continues to sell. It does. And this isn't anything new. But as far as the Hip Hop Digest, I think I just wanted to put that out there. It's just as an alert. You know, shout out to Kerr G who's saying more substantive issues are really should be our concern, no doubt. So, indeed. All right. Next topic on the Hip Hop Digest is what do I got here? Oh, snap. You know, whoever that who, who did the be, the poll, the best 12 inch A and B side. That was Diff. That was Diff. That was Diff. That was Diff. Um, he said the best. Hold on. Let me. Yeah. Read. Read exactly what that was. Give you exactly what it was because I did respond to him. Um, let me see here. It says. Let me give you exact words. In your opinions, meaning our opinions, what was the best A B side hip hop record ever released? Wow. 
And he didn't give me the fuck enough time to answer that question on this show. And when when I saw somebody, I don't know, I guess I said, I said, that was me. I said, that a question was you for the show. Said, a question question for the show? Yeah, yeah I was in the midst. I couldn't even get to it. So I, I'm only going to go, I, you know, it, what is the best? I, I'm going to miss it because I'm just going to go through memory of records that I played both at, in my DJ career. It's funny. DJs Ooh. today have no idea about A and B side joints. Nah, <laughs> I nah, mean, it's crazy. Yeah. They just know individual files. They just exactly <laughs> file. <laughs> but one of the records I can say, and I, the best, I don't know, but one of the records I can clearly know that I played in my DJ career, both sides of the record, was Run DMC, Peter Piper, and My Adidas. That was for me. That, that was that an was, A and B that dude, both that, sides that, got played. That one was a heavy, heavy, heavy hitter right there. Especially in our generation and from our era, we spent both sides of that shit all the time. You right. play one side and then you go back and play the other side a couple of songs later. Right, right. Um, all these records that I'm gonna name are. Can I label which one was the best? I don't know. But I can say that I played both sides. Uh, the next record that I can think of that I know we played both sides was Eric B and Rakim, Eric B for president. Oh. But on the B side, it was my melody. Yep. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, oh, yeah. that was a that was a both side play. You know what I mean? That was easy. That was that was that was an easy one there. That, you was, know what that mean? was definitely one of the ones that I had. Um, I'm trying to think what else. Oh, I know what this was super easy. Uh, maybe at the top of the list as far as best A and B side, probably Houdini. One side was five minutes of funk, and the other side was friends. Oh, wow. <laughs> I I mean, am I do I got that right? Do I gotta get up and pull a Houdini joint? In case I'm, uh, in case I'm not you're right, because <laughs> my, because my head, you know, what I'm saying at at our age now, you know, we liable to prone to make mistakes here, and whatnot. So, but anyway, yeah, uh, Eric B and Rakim, my Adidas, Peter Piper, definitely. I mean, Run DMC, my Adidas, Peter Piper, Eric B and Rakim, Eric B for President, B side, my melody, and then Houdini friends and on the b-side five minutes of funk and i had to say a word <laughs> that's just from my memory do you got anything oh, for, on that g i i misunderstood the question so i was thinking albums the best a and b side oh, as, far, as far as Ooh. albums a side to b side oh okay oh, see but that know? to me is just like that's the that's like which one did you play straight through yeah. I took it as like twelve inch A and B. Yeah, I was. I, I took it that yeah, way too. That's, you're, you're right. You're right. That's yeah. you're, you're right. Now that you're sitting here talking about it, you're right. Because I took it as the best A side, B side of the album. I was like, okay, that's how I, I looked at it. And I had like, ask question, Diff. I had three albums right there. Like, damn, there's three albums on my list for that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but damn, when you really think about that, there's just so see, many. Look at you, see? And that's why I was like, yeah. As soon as I saw it, I was like, yeah, I can't. I don't think you can name show. the best because um LL Cool J um rocked so the bells. A and B side. Oh shit, this is all you see over here. Exactly. And then it'll change with ten more next week. Well, but I, <laughs> Easy. I, but I'm saying I, I don't know if I can name the best, but I'm just saying LL Cool J Rock the Bells A and B side. It's funny we talked about Gogo because Rock the Bells B side was really a quasi go go record. Oh yeah. Yep. Yeah. yeah. It was. It had that straight go go feel to exactly. it. Exactly. So no doubt. So yeah, shout to Diff. Uh, that was a great question. That's just off the top of my head. I see my compadres here no having a sir. fall. No sir. <laughs> um, we gonna wow. need more time. <laughs> yeah, because I, I I misunderstood the question for, for real. I thought it was. I'm thinking albums. I'm thinking okay, the best A B side of the album. Like you going back when niggas had albums put out right. with A side B side of the album. I'm like okay, 
I, I can go. I think of like three albums. I can go with that one. Yeah, but you know, and King Killer and I was you are correcting that statement, but we we moved in a little further into the future, and we were thinking straight through. Ain't no sides. Ain't no sides on a CD. Right. Exactly. <laughs> That's why I'm thinking he was going back in the day to the albums and shit. I'm like, yeah. B side. Yeah. So, all right, that's what's up. That's just off the top of my head. But if I could leaf through the the stack real quick, I'm going to pull out, like you said, 10 more. Exactly. Easy. Easy. So, no doubt. All right, yo, let me, this part, uh, we got a bevy of, of folks that we need to honor because they have passed on uh, this week. A bevy of folks. Uh, first and foremost, we want to say rest in peace to Carl Weathers, if you could believe that or not. Throw the damn towel. He hails from New Orleans, Louisiana. I mean, I, what can I say about Brother Weathers? I mean, the most memorable parts in movie history. Ding, ding. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, just unbelievable. Obviously, probably everybody's going to go back to Rocky, but oh, man. There's so many other things. Yes. So yeah. Was wasn't he in one of the Predator movies? Yeah. yeah he was in the Predator yep. movies. Yeah. Yeah. He was a, a badass. Played for the Raiders. Mm-hmm. No doubt. Damn, yo. I mean, I'm trying to think early, early in his oh, career. Yeah, I'm trying to think of the cop show. I'm not I think it was Starsky and Hutch or Ooh. I'm not sure what it was, yo. I mean, playing just just playing roles and just, yo, what a what a wonderful wonderful actor, you know, and just, you know, we want to say rest in peace to him. I mean, just just unbelievable. Uh rest in peace to former Jamaica bassist uh Derek McClintire. Now, I'm a huge yes, sir. J- Jamiroquai guy. I mean, and sometimes I take a ribbon for that. They be like, oh, you thought you was all hip-hop. What do you mean, Jamiroquai? Uh, this, this nigga been into them for way back. Yeah, I mean, I go back Jamiroquai way back, you know what I'm saying? Back in the jazz funk days, Jamiroquai, Incognito, your D-Influence. You know, shout out to all my UK fam out there. You know what I mean? So I go back back then or whatever. But anyway, he's pretty much known for the bass that he played on the album Dynamite. And if you take pull that single Dynamite, the bass playing is incredible. I'm wondering if our boy uh, BP Bass is going to check and honor he, he him. He should. He should. Anyway, but yeah, I'm, I didn't get where he was actually from, but I'm sure he's from the UK somewhere. So we say rest in peace to him. Uh, rest in peace goes out to Eddie Chiba. You know what I'm saying? Hip-hop pioneer Eddie Chiba, who really probably didn't even get his flowers. Now, I'll tell you one person who always gave up the flowers as far as Eddie Chiba was Russell Simmons. He was the biggest Eddie Chiba. They come from that era. Eddie Chiba, DJ Hollywood, that thing, who influenced Russell to get into the whole hip-hop game, you know? Which, I mean, you can say what you say, but, I mean, come on, man. Russell and what he created in Def Jam, you know, the lineage from Eddie Chiba, crazy. Uh, say what you say, but give me that bomb beat from Dre. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so anyway, yeah. So, um, Curtis Blow, actually, who uh, tagged along behind him as a DJ. Uh, and, to, and actually, Curtis Blow actually had tutelage under... You know, Pete, uh, DJ Jones, uh, Eddie Chiba, Hollywood. Curtis Blow really put in a lot of uh, street time before he was the Curtis Blow that we all know as Curtis Blow, uh, as dubbed the first king of rap. He, he didn't say king of New York. He did say king of rap. So just yep. uh, to remind everybody, I always see people do that to Curtis Blow and flashing him on the back of his album, standing between the Twin Towers. I'm like, come on, man. Anyway, shout to Eddie Chiba. Rest in peace, sir. You know, yeah. man, you never, you really didn't salute. get your flowers, you know, but salute to you. Yes, sir. No doubt. And uh, certainly last uh, but not least here is rest in peace to uh, Kelvin Kiptum from Kenya. He is the marathon world record holder. 
Okay. He unfortunately uh, passed away in a car accident. He is the only person to run the marathon in less than two hours and one minute. Wow. It's a 24-year-old Kenyan brother. Damn. Uh, just 26 miles that fast. Yo. Burning it up. Yo. Woo. Yo. You talk about cats and shape getting your win right. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? I just, I can't even imagine. He ran three. They said he ran, uh, oh, he ran three of the seventh fastest marathons in history. I mean, so wow. in the record books, he's like bank, 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 and whatnot. So, again, we say rest in peace to him. Um, you know, I mean, early young guy, probably really just getting started in his career, but was the marathon gold standard. Um, certainly, but we just want to honor all these kings and we on the hip hop digest, we thank you for what you've done in inspiring us. Indeed, sir. No doubt. What else do I got here? Next topic on the hip hop digest is which I don't know. We always would look at the source as the Bible of hip hop, you know. It or, deserved it at one point. Maybe, or, you know, it would publish a new book and we would devour it. Mm-hmm. But LL Cool J's got the got the got the real Bible out, the big book. Uh, yes, sir. Streets win. Hardback. Yes, sir. Hardback. Hardback. Yes. And for those of you who haven't ordered it, you probably should. It is probably Late. <laughs> it is well, but I'm just saying it is probably the book now. <clears throat> you know me. I mean, I'm, I, there, there's some chapters in there. I'm gonna skip. Be honest with you, but that's uh, not the tone of the book. No, the tone of the book is is the streets win, and it tells an incredible story about hip hop, um, especially with words it, and pictures. Oh, the pictures in the book are incredible. Incredible. They are absolutely incredible. Um, you just don't Great even really quality. know. Swerve had ordered the book first. You know what I'm saying? He's on my butt. Yo, you better get the book. You better get the book. Because there's only a certain amount made. Oh, I didn't know that. Let me yeah, know. that's why I was like, yo, get in there. I mean, it's a coffee table book, to be that sure. It's a big ass. It's, it's a big book. And that's beautiful. <laughs> We're going to need a bigger book. We're gonna need a bigger book. I mean, he's got he's got some real luminaries in there as far as hip hop. He got it on his lap. Oh, yeah, right he did. Look at him. <laughs> I mean, the I'm just kind of the shit looked like a damn laptop. Yes, sir. Yeah, it's I, a big ass book. I mean, I'm just going through. You know what I'm saying? I'm seeing like Dapper Dan is in there. Yes, sir. You know what I'm yes, saying? Sir. I mean, obviously, like MF Doom is in there. Yeah. Hip, yo, hip hop. I, I, I'm curious though. I'm curious. Just I just want to quiz you query you that is when you said there were certain you skip over like would you like to spell on it (laughs) I mean and the reason why I'm asking you yo because to me as you brought up from the beginning the source used to be the bible of hip hop and even though there might have been an article or an advertisement or something that I might not have cared too much about i still looked at everything in that fucking magazine and that's how i feel about this book i'm still slow walking that shit everything in there be it's 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 an incredible representation of hip-hop so i'm gonna ask you like maybe i'm maybe i'm just being too glowing about it what did i miss that you saw that's like eh. be um okay all right, uh, it's really only one name, and I, I don't really want to do that because the book, it's funny. The names that are listed in the index, you just don't even realize. Yeah. You just don't even realize it's. it's... <laughs> Kurt, you better get it, man. <laughs> I mean, it is literally modern day, postmodern day hip hop history. It really is. Yes, it is. It is. In their words, wow. it is incredible. Wow. It is absolutely incredible. It's like a mini, I ain't gonna call it an essay, but a mini, a a, a love letter with all the pictures. Wow. It's crazy. It's crazy. I mean, you got, you got people who didn't make music a la like Dapper Dan. You got studios. Hip hop, yo. You have, you have cities, you have, um, 
you have uh, people who <laughs> took the pictures. You, I mean, yeah, mm, yeah. You yeah. know, uh, wow, just just absolutely incredible. And obviously, graffiti is in there. Yes, sir. Um, just it's the it's it's extremely comprehensive. Let's say that it wow. is. It is so wow. It is an incredible. And book. just to put it out there, what is it, like forty five bucks? Uh, forty five fifty bucks, something like that. Yeah, it's some some of that range, but it, it it the value of that book is way more I, I'm saying this now because I already bought it and I got to worry about you know today's prices not being yesterday's prices <laughs> but you might want to go ahead and grab that joint yo because like I said there's only so many printed and you, if you a real hip hop head and you want to have that first edition so this, get it can't talk about first, first edition. editions and shit <laughs> <laughs> if you want to get that first edition and shit you know you don't want to get saying. caught with the markup $100 for a second edition. Yeah, if you want to do that, you go ahead. <laughs> anyway, the name of the book, Real Talk, LL Cool J presents The Streets Win, 50 Years of Hip-Hop Greatness. Um, it is at a, a book retailer near to you, I'm sure, or at least the standard Amazon. Next time a go- big, wait, wait, it's a big book, like literally. It's a coffee it's table a book. large book. Yes. A, look at the laptop, B. I'm, yes. I'm I'm impressed though, B. How how do you dodge that that Vlad Club Shay Shay like question? Yeah, he did. He, <laughs> he did. was like he, he wanted to get you. He I let him to, off the hook. He was trying to let you get in there. He was like, you know, go ahead, come yeah. on. I threw it out there. I threw the bait out there. <laughs> but once he said he didn't want to name it, it's all right because at the end of the day, I'm not mad that I bought this book and I don't care who's in it because the fact of the matter is that shit is historical. Indeed, indeed. So, uh, next topic on the Hip Hop Digest, and this is, uh, we talk about this a lot. I continue to uh, propagate this, and it's interesting when I see it in other disciplines of music. All right. Rod Stork sends a harsh message about Ed Sheeran's music. Wow. Wow. And I'm thinking to myself, wow, you know, us, everybody's like, you know, hip hop, y'all niggas are so harsh and rules and biting and just so harsh. And you should hear the young guys talk about y'all never let us win. Well, basically, your boy, Rod Stewart, is saying he don't know the young uh, writers are up to it. And specifically, your boy, Ed does his records or is his records going to stand the test of time? Now I'm like, shit, Rod, Rod is, he's older than us. And maybe that's just, you know, he didn't get his, he didn't get his dementia meds. I don't know. You know, who knows? I mean, but it is rare to see somebody hold, especially in that lane. I'm not going to say white music, but I'm just saying as far as pop music, Rod Stewart saying these songs aren't good. I don't know if they stand the test of time. I mean, Kurt G, what do you think? I mean, Swerve. I mean, Rod Stewart. Rod Stewart is caught up. If in you that think same I'm sexy, come on, baby, let, let me know. know. <laughs> you know what Rod doesn't understand? What's up? Rod don't understand the analytics. The analytics ain't ask you to be on point for 20 years the analytics is trying to get you to get me my money now and these records it don't fucking matter if it stands the test of time because the test of time is last week nigga so it don't matter I me mean, rod's still bringing in that money though yes he is but rod b don't do it to ourselves if, if the analytics and the, the way the shit is run now was the way it was run then then it would be a whole different story it's a, it's a whole different game you don't even got to be talented you just have to fit the formula and that's what it is okay so, I, mean, I, then, I understand is angst so, no, no okay but really it's let's over. just cut to the chase then here let's just cut to the chase rod stewart right about mr ed sheer possibly yes okay artistically artistically, artistically yes, yes. Yes. Artistically. Okay. But you know what you sound like for a minute there? 
What's that? You sound like right in the movie Superfly where he's telling Fat Freddy, if you don't get my money tonight, <laughs> I'm going to have that little whore of yours out there. On Horace Row. But he didn't, you didn't say all that. But I mean, when Swerve said, he was like, yo, this is about getting money now. Now. It's just like. It's a messed up situation for people like us who live before now. You know what I'm saying? Where you had to be talented to be successful. You don't yeah. have to be talented to be successful now. You just have to uh, be in the right moment. And there's nothing wrong with that. We, though, have this 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 level of what we believe and saw and lived through that, that doesn't equate to what we are seeing now. That doesn't make it right or wrong. It just you just gotta understand, Rod. You 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 are without question. Rod Stewart is one of the greatest entertainers to live. We know his name. We're talking about Rod Stewart on the Hip Hop Digest show in 2024. The last one. When the last time that nigga had a hit? Probably we don't shit. we don't remember. 1980 something. Yeah. But, but we remember and respect Rod Stewart for what he did. Rod Stewart should, and, and I'm not him, but what he could do is live on that and not worry about this 15-minute celebrity that we have now. But to be fair to Rod, he's in an interview, and they ask him the, the obligatory question, well, what so. do you think <laughs> about, you know, who is your equal contemporaries yeah, in today's yeah. situation? And oh, Rod, like, yeah. come on, bro. None of these niggas fucking with me. Right. Come on, bro. I don't care bruh. what they doing. This shit ain't even real music. <laughs> so. Yep. That's what's but, up. Yeah, they, they they got him. They threw the mic out there. But he, he can rest assured that his, whatever it is in him that caused him to say that and feel that, whatever it is, it is way less than the, the love and adoration that he has from fans that knows who he is and what he contributed towards society. All right, that's what's up. Well, I guess at this point, I think we're down for the digital freaks. Oh, well then let's do it. I think we're down. Let's get down. Kurt G ready? Kurt G ready? He did that pregame. You know it. You know it. You know it. (laughs) Let's get down with the digital freaks albums of the week. All right. This week brought to you by uh, Matt. It's blue, royal blue. That's blue, royal blue. That ain't bad. I can't, I can't front on that one. And then brought to you by Pete. It's a Debonair P, the Ill Tone Generator. That's Debonair P, the Ill Tone. I love that title, the Ill Tone Generator. And Pete put like three fire emojis behind that thing. Like, <laughs> this is fire. Well, let me, I, 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 never mind. I was going to comment about that, you know, and shout to Pete on that. Thank you. Okay, and then brought to you by me is Team Demo. It's a demo. Team Demo. demo. It, it's a demo. Mm. Yes, sir. All right. Shout out to Coogee Rap. Coogee Rap. Indeed, That's indeed. not Coogee Rap. That is Coogee Rap. It is. Yes, it is. It's of the same title. Yeah, it's a demo. Right. It's a demo. Right. So. Not, not a, please listen to my demo. <laughs> no, not to be confused with. That's right. <laughs> indeed. So that's what's up, gentlemen. Uh, you know, uh, let me say, for those of you who are wondering, you know, the early talk, uh, you know, it is the Hip Hop Digest text chain. If you're new to the Hip Hop Digest and you want to know what the topics are going to be, possibly, well, you need to be in the text chain. On the GroupMe app, look up Hip Hop Digest, and there is an entrance fee, okay? Oh, is that my time? That is your time. Let them know what the entrance fee is, sir. It's my time to shine. Okay. The entry fee is your favorite, your three favorite MCs. Your only three, three favorite, damn, I'm fucking up. Your only three favorite MCs for you, personally. Personally, just you. And the first record, CD, cassette, tape, eight track you bought with your own money. That is your own money. So when you get into the digest, pay the fee and you'll be welcome to the family. And you'll be, as far as the inside baseball talk, winter meetings talk. But hey, you know, pitchers and catchers done reported already, so let's get yeah. cracking. <laughs> yeah, it is about uh, well, that I'm, time. I'm going to plant a seed for next week. Oh, shit. I sent y'all a text or something from Instagram I saw 
where the black community <laughs> is looking for a check off of hip hop's back. We'll talk about that next week, though. Oh wow, I'm gonna have to get yeah. into that. And yeah, see yeah, what's I, I, I think you did. I did see that. Yeah, yeah. So let me reiterate: the, the black, black community, community <laughs> is looking for a check off of hip hop's back. <laughs> All right. <laughs> <laughs> to be discussed on the next Hip Hop Digest show. Well, all right. We'll do it then. Thank you for riding with us. Good night. Peace. One. I'm wide awake, comfy in my hood, and I move quiet when I'm out of state. 
My wifey never needed only fans. Look at all the shit that she rockin', that shit from only grams. Sparked the cannon, my Mark Buchanan was butter sore. It broke my heart when my brother read it, I cut him off, disconnected. Play the block like your shit rejected. Pour peroxide on the hammers, that's just to disinfect it. Sailboats in the Caribbean, they'd rather see them six feet, but it's six bags walking out of Neiman. All these CB4s My mother says she wanna see me more I move a piece without touching it like a Ouija board You got it better than Bogota Got a line of credit Only thing sweet about me My daughter diabetic My aesthetics I play the shadow, see the silhouette I kill him calmly, just Murakami My pillow said they feel a threat huh. I be with loan sharks Shot him in the chest He always wanted some chrome hearts Old money I heard him say I'm acting better But I ain't acting, it's black and white like the patent lovers But still trying to figure my last flip Just get a beat from Rand and a half brick Come talk to me Get you with the raw. 
I'm gonna hit you with the raw. I'm gonna hit you with the raw. Type of shit you missed that you didn't get before, yo. Nothing but that rawness. Nothing but that raw shit. Nothing but that rawness. Nothing but that raw shit. Change happened at a fast pace. What inspired sickles to kill Tyree Nichols? The mistake of taking gay's words is highly fickle. Loathing of self causes more damage than wild and pipples. A new sense doesn't cover it. This ain't a shiny nickel. It's death on layaway. It's bound to happen on any day. Whether with badges or mics, a brother's life they take away. Caught out in the game that all those evil races play. All skin folk ain't kin folk. I hate to say. We need to take back control. Oh, I wanna love my skin. Like the man in the mirror is a sworn enemy. Infatuated by death is something we tend to be. Misaligned with God, there's no synergy. Sad life for the friends with the wrong energy. The negativity sinks in and it consumes. We inhale, taking deep breaths of the strong fumes. It's like cyanide poisoning your bloodstream. We don't see it, we too busy on the club scene. The food we eat, another form of self-hate. The drugs we take, another form of self-hate. It's so very unbelievably scary. It's like dairy with a two-week-old shelf date. Lay down, nigga, stay down. Gotta get over before we go under. James Brown. But I ain't here to get a drummer song. I'm here to bring that heat before the summer done. We need to take back control. Oh, I wanna love my skin. Gotta get 
your mind whatever which way It doesn't matter if suckers gotta get slayed This is a heist, give it up or feel the heat I defeat, you compete, you get slumped in the sleep I used to hustle up change between couches Don't doubt this, I had hard times like any other kid Me and my crew, we used to roll deep Making crews pop, don't sleep, just peep the weak cheat Now I roll with AK styles in my membrane Getting paid on wax, giving myself a name Straight from Philly, I get illy with the prism I feel like ism when I be riding a rhythm See, hopefully if I stay on the right path I never have to let my enemies feel the wrath Times. 